You're listening to audio from Queen City Church. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message will encourage you and offer practical steps for a relationship with God that keeps getting better and better. Today is Vision Sunday. It's a little bit different. They have me sitting down, uh, so I may get up from time to time because I cannot stand it, but uh, I'm going to try to sit down. We're going to have a little family meeting today and let you know about some stuff that's going because it is Vision Sunday, and vision is so important. It's crucial. In fact, in the, in the Bible, it says this in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. It says that where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, where there is no vision, things die. Like things stop growing. And this applies to so many areas of our life. It applies to our relationships, our marriage. It applies to your individual relationship with God. It, it applies to business and it applies to church. And the message paraphrase, it actually says this, the same verse it says, it says that people can't see what God is doing. Like if you don't have vision, if you can't see what God is doing, it says that they stumble all over yourselves. And listen, I never want our church to look like that or to feel like that. I don't ever want you to feel like, oh, we're just stumbling into September and then on to October and we're just stumbling around. Like, no, we wanna have vision. So we ask God all the time, God, would you give us fresh vision for what our church is doing and where we're going? And I'm telling you, here's my job today. It's Habakkuk chapter two, verse two. And it says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads with it. That is my job today. My job today is to make the vision that God's given us so plain and so clear that you can run with it. And here's what I believe. I believe the greatest gift I can give our church, the greatest gift I can give you as the pastor of this church is clarity. I think it's the greatest thing I can give you is that it's not just big vision, but it's clear vision. And so my assignment today is to give you crystal clear clarity and vision of where we're going as a church. And I'm excited to share three big vision initiatives with you, and they're gonna put it on the screen. Here's the first one, is that Queen City Church HQ is scheduled to open this fall. And so, yes, there's a lot of people that are excited about that. And maybe you don't know about Queen City Church HQ. We haven't talked about it in a while. But at the end of last year, we secured a 8,000 square foot, two-story building right off of Reading Road on the edge of OTR. And, uh, and th this property, this, this, this facility will be used for all ministry between Sundays. So it's really important for you to know that this is not where we're gonna have Sunday services because it's not big enough. We need this space, we need this many seats. And so, but everything in between Sundays, we're gonna use it for things like Monday prayer and student services and groups and events, we can do events whenever we want to now, and worship rehearsal, and outreaches, and dream team trainings, and a team space for our leadership team. And uh, just so you know, like we've been in construction for this for a while, and it's taken a little bit longer than what we anticipated. There's been so many different construction delays, a lot of that due to COVID over the last year. But as of today, we don't know the exact date, but we do know that we're in the final stretch run of the construction. And it looks like that we will phase in the usage of the building, that we will first start with everything upstairs, which really is, we're calling it the ministry center. 
and it's going to be like a team space and an office space for our team. And so like that will be functional and using first. And then whenever the first floor gets done, which will be a 200 seat auditorium and a lobby with a fully functional cafe, like that, whenever that's finished, we'll have a grand opening. We'll let everybody know. And then we'll start using the dog out of that bad boy. And, uh, and so I'm excited for that. But I know this, anytime that we talk about stuff like this, I get asked all the time, like, but do we have vision for a future building, like for Sundays? Do we, do we have like a vision to have a permanent space? And let me just answer this very clearly, yes, absolutely. Like, by the way, we love our partnership here at Withrow, and we are so grateful to be able to meet in this beautiful auditorium and to be able to, to meet all throughout this building. We're so thankful, but also you need to know that we don't wanna be portable forever. We don't wanna set up and take down every single week. Like, we're thankful, but we don't wanna do this forever. In fact, we are actively looking, it's important for you to know this, we're looking right now for our first permanent Sunday home that our trustees, really our, our internal, which are our internal elders who bring oversight to our finances, including any major purchases of things like land and buildings, that our trustees are leading that charge. And uh, we don't know timing. I'm not gonna give you a date, because I don't know a date. I do know that we're not in a rush and that we trust God with that timing. In fact, I believe that God spoke to me years ago about this because I'm so strategic in nature. Like I like to figure everything out and kind of get everything lined up. I felt like because of that, I felt like God say, this whole thing will not be strategic. It'll be opportunistic. Like I'm good. Like, like you, you be ready. And then when I open up an opportunity, that's when I want you guys to be ready. So we're doing everything we can right now to get ready for that, but we're not in a rush. Um, and we trust God with that timing. Now, some of you may be asking, well, okay, well, what can I do right now in that part of the process? And I just want to invite you, one, to pray, to pray, to, to, to literally put that on your prayer list, to ask God to open up the right door, to give wisdom to our trustees as they're leading that process. But then second, I want you to know that you can give. In fact, they're going to put a screen recording on right now of our giving page on our website. And if you follow that and you see queencitypeople.com slash slash give, and you can go right now, you can actually give um, for a spot. There's a spot where you can kind of drop down and says future building projects. And so you can do that. We've actually put this vision in front of our legacy team already. And our legacy team is people with the gift of giving. And it's actually one of our dream teams here and uh, it's with the spiritual gift of giving. And so we just put vision in, in front of that team. And then as God speaks, you can accelerate that vision. And by the way, you can do that too. And so feel zero pressure. This is not a building campaign at all, okay? And so this is just like, if God ever puts that on your heart, it could be five bucks, whatever the case is. I mean, but if God puts it on your heart, just like with everything, just be obedient to whatever God says. But that's how you can be a part of that. So that's the first piece of vision that I wanna share with you today. The second is this, is that we will begin offering church trips in 2023. Now, we actually had plans to start this. We had vision for this, clear from God. Just obviously, it was so clear because we had vision to start this in 2020. 
But how many you know, like travel shut down for a little bit. And so uh, COVID jacked those plans up, but it's important for you to know when I'm talking about church trips, I'm talking about two types of trips. And the first is mission trips. And uh, I, I love mission trips and uh, they're a big part of my life. And uh, God has given us not just like, hey, we wanna do it, but God's given us specific like vision and strategy for what that should look like here in our church. And that's from Acts chapter one, verse eight, where Jesus is talking before he ascends into heaven. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. And then he tells this geographical pattern. He says, in Jerusalem, and that's where he was talking, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I see this geographical progression when I read this. It's like, start where you are, and then go to the ends of the earth. And that's the exact vision and the strategy that we believe God has given us straight from Acts chapter 1, verse 8. So here's our strategy. The same exact progression is to start right here, right where we're at, and to serve on our dream team. Like everything starts there. If you wanna know where do I start, that's a great place to start. Start serving around here on our dream team. But then to go right here to our city that we all love, that we call home and local missions, that God has given us a passion to make a difference right here in Cincinnati. In fact, one of our values is our city is our responsibility. And so we wanna do everything we can to love and to serve our city. And so, but it doesn't stop there. Not only is it local missions, but it's also national missions. How can we make a difference? God, what are you calling us to do here in America, right here in our nation? And then finally, global missions, serving people around the world. And listen, we have a mission. And I tried my very best over the last three weeks to articulate that mission to you, that we exist to reach all people and to teach them to have a relationship with God that gets better and better. That's our mission. But here's what you gotta catch today is that that mission doesn't just only apply to this area in the greater Cincinnati area. That mission, that it applies to the entire world. And here's my dream. My dream is to be able to offer some things within our church so that you can participate in in not just serving here, but serving all around the world, that you have an opportunity in your Queen City Church journey to be able to share Jesus with a neighbor and and somebody on the other side of the planet and everything in between. That's our vision for this, is for you to be able to do that. Now, here's what that's gonna look like in 2023, that we already right now, when it comes to local missions, we're already doing local outreaches and we'll continue to do that. Like serve day is a big part of that, but we also do other things throughout the year. But our goal in 2023 is to provide at least one national and one global mission trip in 2023. And with those, we, we won't just like spin a globe and there, like what we'll do is we, we have ministry partners that we're already partnering with and that's where we will do that because we're already in relationship with them. We already have contacts. We already have relationships built in with churches around the world. And so we're gonna do that. And one of those ministry partners I'm excited to tell you about is a ministry partner called One Child. 
and one child, they provide sponsorships for children in poverty around the world. And these child sponsorships, they provide food and education, health care, vocational training, spiritual development. They work with the churches that are in that area and so much more. And God, as we prayed and prepared for this day, we've been asking God to be able to say, God, where are you calling us to partner? Because we have a relationship with this, but there are so many different opportunities. And so I'm excited to let you know that God has put two countries on our heart to be able to partner with. And one of those is the Dominican Republic. And then the second is Ethiopia. Uh, that, that God has laid on our heart to be able to do that. So here's what that means. This November, so in a few months, we're gonna have a Sunday where one child is with us on a Sunday where you will have the opportunity to sponsor a child that is in the DR or that is in Ethiopia. And then beginning in 2023, we will also start to lead mission trips to those areas to serve those communities where we're sponsoring kids and you'll have an opportunity to meet the kids that we sponsor. So that's just, that's just a, a taste. There's so much more that we have that's coming, including some local partners, but here's the next step. If you're wondering, by the way, I encourage you during this, grab your phone. There's multiple times that I'm gonna throw up a QR code. And here's the first one is this QR code, and if you, if you sign up for this, go ahead and click it and do that. Do it right now, don't wait for me to stop. And if you want the latest up-to-date information and updates as we get them, like you don't have to wait for us to do it from the platform, but if you just want the most quick up-to-date information, fill out that, that form that's on queencitypeople.com slash missions, and we'll make sure that we put you on the list that gets all that information as soon as we have it. And that's the first church trip. It's mission trips. But then I'm excited to let you know that also it's on our heart to start biblical geography trips so that you can see the places where the Bible actually takes place. And I've had the pleasure myself of going both to Israel and to the country of Jordan, and I've gotten to, with my own eyes, see so many places where the Bible takes place. And let me just tell you, it changed my life. It changed my relationship with this book because it literally, it made everything come alive in a way like never before. And let me tell you what's on my heart as a pastor. It is so on my heart for you to love the Bible, for you to know the Bible, Biblical illiteracy is at an all-time high. And so we want to do everything we can to be able to do that. And I'm telling you, this is a great way to grow in your relationship with the Bible, for you to love the Bible like you never have, for the Bible to come alive when you're reading it on your own like never before, because you can literally picture exactly what the place is talking about. And I'm so excited that we are working right now to finalize our first trip to Israel in fall 2023. And so that's gonna be coming next year. And so a next step for you in this, if that's something like, I would love to hear more about that. I would love to maybe go to that. I would love to at least get the information as soon as we have it. Well, this is what I want you to do. Get out your phone and go to this QR code and or queencitypeople.com slash Israel. And I want you to fill out that form. And as soon as we have the information, as soon as we have updates, we will send that to you. By the way, if you sign up for that, that doesn't mean you're committing to going to Israel. So uh, just don't, we're just going to give you the information whenever we have it. Okay. So that's the second um, piece of vision that I want to make sure that you know. And then here's a third. 
And the final one that I have, and then I want to share something that God put on my heart. Third is that we have a renewed passion and commitment for the next generation. And by the way, we've always had a passion and a commitment for the next generation. We've always wanted to be a church that invests our best in the next generation. But I'm telling you, this has leveled up over the last few months. Like I've never been more passionate than I am right now about getting these areas of our church right, kids and students. I've never been more passionate in my life to get these things because it's never been more important. And the generation right now that makes up the majority of our kids in our kids' ministry and the students in our student ministry are in a generation that's known as Generation Z. Uh, it can commonly be known as Gen Z, which is people that have been born between the ages, the, between the years of 1995 and 2015. They're currently around 7 to 27. And that is one out of every four Americans, 74 million people. And right now, there's a lot of bad news that is attached to that generation, in fact, according to the Barna Research Group, where all the, all the stats I'm about to tell you all come from a very trusted place called the Barna Research Group, two-thirds of this generation who have grown up in church are currently leaving the church. Compared to previous generations, Gen Z is twice as likely not just to leave the church, but to become atheists. And biblical literacy right now is lower than it's ever been, only 3% of this generation is actually reading the Bible. And only 10% of this generation would, would categorize themselves as committed, faithful, engaged, lifelong followers of Jesus. So church, let me just tell you that when I see those numbers, when I hear those numbers, it's not just bad news. What I see is opportunity. Church, here's what this tells me. It is time for us right now to fight for the next generation. In fact, in Nehemiah chapter four, verse 14, it says, don't be afraid of those stats, like all those things. Don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. Like right now, God is great and he is awesome. And fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. And let me just tell you right now, I refuse to be a pastor and I refuse to lead a church that doesn't fight for the next generation. One, because I care a whole lot. Before I was doing this, I was actually in student ministry. I was a youth pastor for my first 14 years of full-time ministry. I love the next generation. I care so much, but two, because they are the future of the church. They are the future of society. They are our future business leaders. They are our future entrepreneurs. They are our future teachers and doctors. Like, they're the future of this church. But then three, I'll tell you why I'm also passionate about it, because I got skin in the game. I've got these two little boys that fall underneath that category. And I'm telling you as a dad, I have decided I'm going to fight for this next generation. So let me tell you what our church is doing. So I'm gonna tell you how our church is fighting for the next generation. And then I'm gonna challenge the dog out of every single one of you for you to fight for the next generation. I'm gonna tell you how to do it. 
And the first is this. Let me tell you how we're doing it. First is Queen City Kids. And Queen City Kids, this is our ministry for all kids, uh, for babies to fifth grade right now. They are in Queen City Kids. And uh, this year, it's important for you to know that we are focusing on one, improving the weekly QCK experience. And that includes expanding classrooms, improving the quality of the service, like things like live worship and implementing weekly age and gender specific small groups. Let me tell you right now what they do each and every week. I know some of you have never seen it. I know some of you have never been back there, but I promise you it is not childcare. It is not babysitting. Like we have a mission to be able to reach our kids and to be able to let them experience Jesus on their level that there is no junior Holy Spirit. Like we want our kids to experience God. So we're gonna improve our, the weekly experience too. We're increasing safety measures and training for the dream team because both of those things are essential to be able to increase safety and training. And then third, we're curating an intentional strategic six-year curriculum that focuses on discipleship where every single week, Every single month, every single year, they'll build off of each other to make sure that we're teaching them the Bible. I promise you, if your kids are part of our kids' ministry, they're part of QCK, like they're gonna grow in their relationship with the Bible. And parents, let me just talk to you directly. That's why it is so important for your consistency in church. It's so important. Like don't make church optional. Let me just be bold and let me just say that's a word for all of us. Whether you have kids or not, like don't make church optional because every single week, I promise you, in there and in here, everything is incredibly intentional to be able to build off of each other. And so that's what we're doing to intentionally fight for our kids. But then we have our students and we have a student hub of ministry. And let me just say this right here. There has been no area of our church that's been hit harder by COVID than our student ministry, none. We've all experienced like ripple effects from the pandemic. And by the grace of God, he, he has done so many amazing things in our church through the pandemic. But it's important for you to know that right before the pandemic, we launched student ministries. And whenever that hit, it's been like an e-break for that area of our church. We've had no area of our church that's been hit harder during the pandemic than our students. But I'm excited to tell you today that we are rebranding and relaunching our two student ministries, starting with youth. And youth, this is our ministry for all middle school and high school students. And this year, we are one, we are launching bi-weekly meetings on Sunday nights. And that'll be the second and fourth Sundays of the month starting this month. So we're launching bi-weekly meetings. And two, we're ramping up outreach here at Withrow, uh, specifically for the students, because we've been having outreach to the students and the staff on lock for four years, but we wanna focus more on serving the, the, the students that are here. We wanna be a consistent presence in this school. We believe that God has called us here. There's a reason why that we meet here. It's not just we don't pay money and they open doors. No, we partner together with this school. So we're going to show up at football games and basketball games and school lunches, pray for our team, um, performing art shows, and we're going to give away chicken biscuits at the door when they're walking into school, whatever, anything that we can do to be able to build relationships and serve and love on students. We want to do that.
And then third, and this is a big part of our heart for students, is that we're wanting middle and high school students planted in our church and serving on a dream team. That's how we're gonna fight for our junior high and our high school students. But then we have another area that we've called QCU, uh, and that is the ministry for 18 to 25-year-olds. Well, today I'm letting you know that we are rebranding that from QCU to Young Adults, YA for short. And this is our ministry for all 18 to 25-year-olds. And we're, we're switching that name so that uh, it can be more clear to who we are targeting. We're not just targeting college students. We're targeting anybody within that age range between 18 to 25. And this year, to fight for that generation, we are, one, relaunching monthly services on the third Thursday of the month, starting this month. And if you are in that age range, look at me for a second because I want you to know that our team's been working so hard behind the scenes and researching the best ways to be able to create an experience that is different from our Sunday services that's tailored just for you. And so these are incredibly important. And so we want you to prioritize that every single month, these monthly services on the third Thursday, but then also we're launching YA community groups that will meet every other Thursday of the month. So on the third Thursday, we got the big gathering together, but every other Thursday, there will be community groups that are designed to help you meet people, build relationships, and go deeper in your faith. And here's why that's so important. You need to know that that generation statistically is the most connected yet isolated generation of the entire world history. And so we're going to create moments for you to build relationships and connect. And then third, just like with youth, we're wanting young adults planted in church and serving on the dream team. Now, next step for you, that if you want more information on those three areas, whether that be kids, whether that be youth, whether that be young adults, I want you to go to queencitypeople.com slash nextgen. There's a whole nother QR code. You can take a picture there. If you just want more information, you can go see that. And then also one thing that you can do, I wanna encourage you, if you're on Instagram, follow those accounts because that's gonna be the fastest way to get information is those. And then third, another great way is that outside in our lobby today, uh, we're going to have people from our kids and our students teams that'll be at the serve area in the lobby. If you have any questions, if you just want to meet them, I encourage you to go by that area after service and meet them. So that's how our church is fighting. But let me get up in your kitchen a little bit and challenge you to fight for this next generation. I'm asking you to fight for this next generation, it's time, it's time. And I'm gonna ask you to do two specific things, every person in here. One, I'm asking you to pray for the next generation, to put that on your prayer list and begin to pray every single day for our kids and our students, because they need it. And prayer is powerful and we believe in the power of prayer. We are a praying church. So I want you to pray, but more than pray, I want you, number two, to participate in the development of this generation. I have never done this this strong, but I'm going to today. I'm telling you, I'm asking you to help us love and serve and reach the next generation. I'm making the ask. I'm saying, help us be a part of, the, of our kids' dream team. Help us reach students. Help us to reach middle and high school students. Be on the youth dream team. Be on the young adults dream team. Like, like you have something to offer. Like they need what you have. And maybe you're here and you are a middle and high school student or you're a college student. I'm telling you the generation under needs what you have.
I'm asking us all to be a participator in developing the next generation. And let me show you why it's so important. This chart will mess you up if you look at it because it shows that all these different things from biblical like literacy, from how much they know the Bible, how much they engage in the Bible, how much the next generation understands why they're made and knows their purpose and is connected and planted to church. Like you see all those different things. And notice how, the, the, notice the color difference. Notice the difference. And the only difference where it jumps up from 20, 30%, all the way to 60 and 70% of that generation is one meaningful adult relationship that's not their parent. That's it. Listen, it's not because the church program was bomb. The only difference that it makes in the next generation is somebody that says, I'll be there. I'll have a consistent presence in their life. And let me just shout out our Young Life leaders because you do this so well in our city Monday through Saturday. I, I, I honor you today. You guys are amazing. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Keep fighting, keep fighting. But I'm telling you, man, it's time for us to fight. It is time for us to do that. And I want you to imagine seeing that chart and seeing that you, Picture this, you could be the reason why there's somebody from that next generation that jumps all the way up. Like you can do that. And listen, you don't have to be an expert in the Bible. You don't have to be able to answer every question. Listen, let me, let me put this to ease. You don't have to be cool. You just have to be available. You have to just show up. And so I'm asking you, to fight for this generation. It's time. And so let me give you a next step. If you wanna fight for this next generation or you want more information of what it looks like to do that within our church, I want you to pull out your phone right now and I want you to go to that website and I want you to fill that out. And I want you to say, here's the areas that God put on my heart. And I'm just wanna, I wanna ask you to do it right now. You're not committing to serve, but you're committing to getting the information of what that would look like. And I just want to ask you to do that. I'm asking you, help us fight because it matters. It matters. So those are the big vision areas that we believe that God has given us to really focus on over the next year. And before we end, I want to remind you of something that's very important. I want to remind you that God not only has a vision for our church, but he also has a vision for your life. And from cover to cover in the Bible, Genesis to Revelation, God has always had a vision for your life. He's always wanted you to go on a spiritual journey where you experience four things. And this is how we put it, where you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. And know God, what that really means is that you just don't know him here, like intellectually, you know him here. And find freedom, that you deal with your yesterdays that are affecting your today so that you can ultimately go and discover how God made you, how you're uniquely designed and your purpose so that you can go do what we've all been created to do and that is make a difference. And by the way, everything that we do as a church 
is to help you experience. This is our vision as a church. It's what we wanna see for your life and everything we do is designed. And let me just pause right here and let me invite you to grow track today. It's step one where we talk about all these different things. I'm gonna be leading it today. And I'm gonna tell you all about our story and why Cincinnati. I'm gonna show you how our church is designed to help you experience those four things in detail. And maybe you've never done grow track. Today is a, I think it's the best day to do it because we're already talking about vision. And so maybe you've never done it or, or maybe you did it a long time ago and you've forgotten like everything. And maybe you just need a reminder today Hey, this is why we do everything that we do. Or maybe you did it during the pandemic, virtually. And maybe you left like three different times to go get a snack. And maybe it's just like, you you need to hear this fresh. I just wanna encourage you to be a part. I think it is the best Sunday of the year to go to Grow Track because not only is it Vision Sunday, where we're already talking about so much of this stuff. And so we can just talk more about it. This also is the last Sunday before the NFL. So like, I'm telling you, this is the best Sunday to do it. So why not? Why not? We're going to feed you some food. We're going to take care of your kids. But today, before we end, I want to ask you this question, like, how are you doing in these four areas? How are you doing in those four? If you had to rank from one to 10, how are you doing in those four areas? Like, how are you doing in know God? Like, how close are you? How are you right now in your freedom? Is there anything you're bound to, anything that you're addicted to? Is there anything that's holding you back from your past? How are you doing your purpose? Do you know what that is? How are you doing right now, today, in making a difference? Because I'm telling you, God has designed us to live our lives on mission. And that's not just at a church, but it's in your life. So how are you doing? One to 10 out of all those areas. Because here's what I've learned. Listen, it's so important. This is not a one-time event. This is a continual process. That it's just over and over this process more and more. And I've recently learned a new term that I really like. It's used in thermodynamics. So I sound very smart whenever I say this term. And it's this term called entropy. And entropy, maybe some of you say entropy, um, entropy. But it's a gradual decline into disorder. That's what it means. In other words, that when we leave things alone, they don't get better, they get worse. And this is a principle that applies to so many areas of our life, that when we leave things alone, if we're not intentional, Those things don't get better, they actually get worse. So if you leave your body alone, you don't work out, don't take your vitamins, don't get your good sleep, don't eat right. If you leave your body alone, there will be some entropy, a gradual decline into disorder. It won't get better, it'll get worse. That applies to our relationship. If you're not intentional to work on your relationships, your friendships, your marriage, like those things won't get better, they'll get worse. And the truth is, it is so easy for us to experience like spiritual entropy, 
to be able to experience this in our relationship with God. And that's why the apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 and 18, he says, I keep asking. I just don't ask once. I keep asking over and over that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you this spirit of wisdom and revelation. I keep asking that you understand this, that you may know him better, that you can have a relationship with him that's close, that's no God. And then I pray that the eyes of your heart, that they may be enlightened, that you can deal with your yesterdays so that you can have freedom today, that's fine freedom in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, that you would discover how you are designed by God, that you'll know your purpose so that you can experience what he calls the riches of this glorious inheritance of his holy people, that you can make a difference. And it says like, I'm not just asking once, I keep asking. I keep asking that you know God. I keep asking that you find freedom. I keep asking that you discover more and more of your purpose. I keep asking that you make more and more of a difference. And that's what I've been doing this week. Like this week, I've been praying for some of you that are here, that you've never made the decision to give your life to God. Like you don't know God. You don't have a relationship with him. I've been praying that today is the day that you say yes to starting that process. But I've also been praying for the people that are here that you have made that decision before. Like you do know God, but you've experienced entropy. You've had a gradual decline, you've drifted, and now you find yourself today and you're far from God. I've been praying that today that you would know him again. I've been praying that for your freedom, that for some of you, maybe you are right now, you're so bound up to different things that are happening in your life and you're addicted to things and there's all these hurts and wounds from the past and you're just seeing everything through those things. I'm praying that today you experience freedom, but some of you have experienced some freedom. God has healed you from some things. You used to be addicted to something, but maybe you've drifted back to that thing. And I'm asking today, I keep asking, I keep, I'm doing that for your purpose today. I'm doing that for you making a difference today. I keep asking for you to do that. And And the truth is, if we don't, we'll drift. We'll experience entropy. It won't get better, it'll get worse. And maybe that's what you've experienced. Really, maybe over the last couple years. I think it's been so easy. It's so in my heart right now to keep bringing this up to you. That's why we talked about the series that we just lasted. It's why we're doing the series we're about to do. Because I know it's so easy to drift from our mission. It's so easy to drift from our values. It's so easy to drift from the vision that God has given every single one of us. It's so e- and I think it's been so easy over the last two years, walking through everything that we've had to walk through. And maybe that's what you've experienced. Maybe you're here and you're like, man, I was, I think back and I was so on fire for God but now I feel so far away. At one time, man, I felt like I was experiencing breakthrough in that area, but now I feel like I've just drifted back. And now I feel like I'm in a worse spot than I was. Maybe you're here, when you looked up at those things, you're like, yeah, I I remember when I was an eight or a nine, but now it just feels like I'm a two or a three. And you've experienced some entropy. 
If that's you, here's what I know what the enemy loves to do in moments like this. He loves to lie. He loves to throw as much guilt and shame and condemnation in moments like this. And he wants to lie and he wants to say like, God is so disappointed in you. He's mad at you. Like he'll never forgive you. Like what you once had is gone and you won't ever get that back. God, when he looks at you, he looks in disgust and he's so disappointed in you. Let me remind you who God is. In Psalm 103, I read this yesterday in my devos and it was like, ah, I gotta share this with our church. In Psalm 103, this is who God is in verse eight. It says, Lord, you're so kind and tenderhearted and so patient with people who fail you. Your love is like a flooding river overflowing its banks with kindness. You don't look at us only to find our faults just so that you can hold a grudge against us. You may discipline us for our many sins, but never as much as we really deserve. Nor do you get even with us for what we've done. Higher than the highest heavens, that's how high your tender mercy extends. Greater than the grandeur of heaven above is the greatness of your loyal love, towering over all who fear you and bow down before you. Farther than from a sunrise to a sunset, that's how far you've removed our guilt from us. The same way a loving father feels towards his children. That's but a sample of your tender feelings towards us, your beloved children who live in awe of you. Church, let me nice. Let me remind you. If that is who God is. So if you've drifted, if you've experienced some spiritual entropy, that's who God is. It's time to come back. It's time. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And simply ask, God, what are you saying to me today? I want you to pray that prayer right now. Will you just pray that? Will you just say, God, what are you saying to me today? Ask him like, what does my response need to be to this message? Ask him like for a next step. There's so many practical things today and I, I think that God has a next step for you and I just encourage you, whatever he asks you to do, just be obedient. Maybe ask him this. Why don't just in the quietness of this moment, we just ask God this. We just say, God, is there any area where I've drifted or experienced some entropy? And maybe you're here and you just feel far from God. Maybe you're here and he just feels a million miles away. Maybe at one time you were close, but now you're not. 
There's a lot of different steps that you can take, but we never want to end one service at our church without giving people the opportunity to make the best decision of their life, the decision to know God. And maybe you've never made that decision before. You can make that decision today. Or maybe you have in the past, but you've drifted. And you know right now, man, I'm, I'm just not right with God. I feel so far away from him. And I need to know him again. And if you're here and that's you, we wanna give you that opportunity. We're not gonna point you out. I'm not gonna make you come forward or embarrass you in any way. I just wanna lead you in a prayer. And if you wanna be included in that prayer, that you know that that's your decision today, that you need to get right with God, you need a fresh start, maybe that's for the first time or it's all over again. I'm gonna ask you on the count of three to take one step of faith with every eye closed and head bowed. I will ask you to raise your hand and say, will you include me in that prayer? It's the most important decision is to get right with God. And if you're here and that's you, I'm gonna ask you on the count of three to boldly put your hand up in the air and say, include me in that prayer. One, two, three. If that's you, raise it up, raise it up, raise it up high. I wanna see you, I got you, I got you, I got you. It's awesome. I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. It's awesome. Anybody else? I got you. So great. You can put your hands down. Just pray something like this in your heart. Just say, Jesus, I need you. And I'm sorry. I repent. I changed my mind. I changed my direction. If I've lived my life without you, I invite you into my life right now. Every area. If there's an area where I've never let you in, I let you in right now. There's an area where I've experienced entropy, where I've drifted. I invite you back in right now. Will you change me? Will you make me brand new? Tell him this. Why don't you just say, I give you my life. I surrender my whole life to you. I give you everything. And right now I receive your grace. I receive that fresh start. I receive your forgiveness. And I choose to follow you. We thank you for Jesus. That makes all this possible. Thank you for loving us so much that you sent your one and only son to die for us, to be raised from the dead three days later, to pay our price so that we can have relationship with you. We are so grateful today. And it's through the mighty, powerful, amazing name above all names, the name of Jesus that we pray and everybody said, amen. Church, I want you to clap your hands and I want you to celebrate. Come on and celebrate with all the people that just made that decision. If there's anything in your life that we can pray for, please visit queencitypeople.com slash prayer. For the latest updates on our church, follow us on social media at queencitypeople or visit queencitypeople.com.